0: Today we've got Henry West on the show, and he studied abroad in Kenya, and you're going to have to tune in to listen to the reason why it's pretty interesting, and hopefully you can use some of the ideas in this interview as you plan your own study abroad trip. Alright, thanks guys. Three biggest reasons only 10% of students study abroad. They're afraid of being homesick, they don't think it's safe, and the number one reason people don't study abroad is cost we're here to dispel all that. Find out exactly how that 10% crafted their study abroad journey and how you can too. I'm Chris Carleton, and this is the Study Abroadcast. Hello everyone. Welcome to uh, another episode of the Study Abroadcast. This is Chris Carlton with Henry West from University of Wisconsin-Madison. Henry, thank you very much for being here. Welcome to the show. How are you doing
1: today? I'm doing good, Chris. Thanks for having me. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. It's not too hot, not too cold, so we're we're doing okay. It's been a hot summer here in Madison so far, but we're getting by it. Uh, and you studied abroad in Kenya. Is that right?
1: I did, yes. Uh, last summer, just about a year ago.
0: Okay, so can you walk us through, out of all the places in the world to study abroad, why did you choose Africa and then specifically Kenya?
1: Um, well... I'll actually start by saying that I never actually thought I would study abroad. Yeah. Especially going into college and then once I was in college. But um, the way it came to me was I took uh, an engineering class as a freshman. I used to be an engineering student. Okay. And in the course, it was like a design practicum course. So basically, we would get a problem and then we would be asked to sol- like, engineer something to solve the problem. Uh-huh and it wasn't the instructor for the class that gave us the problem but an instructor from like a different university or like a different college within uw madison so i was in the college of engineering but this uh person that came in was from like the school of human ecology and she told us that she travels to kenya all the time and there's like these problems that she sees when she goes there and with like the people that she works with And one of the problems was there's these women that have to walk so far to get water. It's like up to eight hours a day. And sometimes they make the trip like twice a day. Like it can be like a four mile trip too. And they have to walk to get water. And um, so we were just tasked with engineering something to make their trip easier or more efficient. And we ended up designing what we call the water vest. And basically, it's like this uh, wearable vest that you kind of put on over your head. And there's a giant pocket in the front and in the back. And then these women, instead of carrying these water jugs on their head, can carry the jugs like on the vest. And they yeah. can carry like twice the amount. And it's not as hard on their neck yep. and stuff like that. And so uh, at the end of the semester, our like client came back. And we presented our project for her and she really liked it. And she said, oh, you guys should uh, take my study abroad course and then you can complete the coursework and then also like continue your project and actually test it out in Kenya and work with the women that it was being made for.
0: Wow. Okay. So go. On. So that's why you went to Kenya.
1: Yeah. So that's how I ended up uh, going to Kenya.
0: Whatever. Well, first of all, whatever happened to to the project I mean did they buy it or can they buy it like what what happened next
1: well it wasn't really uh we didn't really like make it for them to buy it I guess it was more so um for our instructor our instructor had a non-profit yeah and she works with like a few different groups in Kenya and so we were kind of making it for her nonprofit, I'd say yeah and we just all the vests all the water vests that we made we just donated to the women in Kenya. And um, a part of our goal too was to like teach them how to make it. And so like our budget for making it was like $0 and it had to be made out of materi- materials that were like readily available for women in Kenya. So uh, at home, we made it, we actually made it out of a recycled sailboat sale that was donated from an outdoors club on campus. And that's because of the material it was like the same type of material uh, that is used for rice bags, which are like readily available in Kenya.
0: Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So, and you were there for the summer, right?
1: Yeah, we were, we were only there for a month.
0: Now Did you take any classes or anything like that? Or you just got to do the project?
1: So the whole study abroad program itself is, was like one course. Yeah. and it was it was a lot of field work okay. and it was like a 3 credit course and um it actually wasn't for engineering students it was it's technically like through the school of human ecology so it was for um what what's i forget the, what the program is called like the name of the program is design or uw design thinking with communities and i forget which major specifically that it's for but it it was open to any major so um, my team as engineering students were able to take the program but basically the way it worked is that it was led by one university of wisconsin uh, faculty member and then she like we would stop at places for like four or five days at a time and then we all had specific projects like each student had a specific project that they were working on and then, at these places we would stop at, we would go out into the field and like interview people, and we would tour schools and churches and hospitals, and like collect data on the projects that we were working toward and then, at the end, we just had a big paper to write about how we could apply these things that these areas we were researching to uh, like this building project that we were sort of working on okay that, so like yeah. for example um, especially the design students who were in the major that the program was for they were focused on like interior architecture okay so when we would tour like a school or a hospital they would like take notes and take pictures of the way that just like the buildings were built and maybe some more of like the artwork and, and like the actual designs that went into like the brickwork and stuff like that. And then um, they would like apply that to this girl's shelter, this like rescue foundation for girls. Yeah. We also visited that rescue foundation and that's kind of like what everyone's uh, like uh project or like their area of focus was for. Okay. Yeah. Right. So like, um, I, myself, I was studying like water transportation and water collection. So uh-huh. and that kind of tied in with the water best project we were doing. So I would study like, how did they collect water? Uh, how do they store water? How do they get it from where they store it to where they need to use it at? And then like, I was, um, then I like our paper was about applying those things we learned to the to the new buildings and the new infrastructure at the Rescue Foundation.
0: Okay. And can you tell me did you were you able to apply for or receive any scholarships or grants before you left for this?
1: Yeah, so I actually didn't apply for any uh scholarships like through the study abroad office or like through my university, but we did as a team, we applied for this grant to oh, help Oh, really? Us- like fund our project and the grant was it's called the wisconsin idea fellowship because our university has this thing uh called the wisconsin idea that basically says like it's like taking the values of wisconsin and spreading it to like outside areas especially around the world yeah and so we got this like seven thousand dollar grant to uh keep working on our project and we like used that money to help fund some of our study abroad
0: okay and so you already you already tell, told me what like a typical day was for you and you went from from when to when just you were there for a month but what month was
1: it it was may so it was may yeah so or like the end of may to the middle of june so like finals for the fall semester or for the spring semester ended the first like first week of may right yeah the first week of May, mid-May, and then a week after that, we were getting on the plane to go to Kenya.
0: Okay, all right. And now, were you... So you were over there for such a short time. Did you get to travel or see any other places while you were abroad there? Like, did you get to go to any other countries or see a different part of Kenya? Or were you just kind of on-site the entire time?
1: Um, I'd say we actually traveled throughout Kenya pretty well. Yeah, We there was... Um, I want to say there was five different locations that we were at. And at first, like our first stop was in Nairobi. Um, even though we like the, our, the place we stayed at was in more of like a suburb of Nairobi, but we did a lot of, uh, we did like, we went down downtown into Nairobi and ate at a few restaurants and did a little bit of shopping down there and just some sightseeing to see the city and that was like the first few days while we were at that location but then um most of the other days uh in that suburb we were we would like travel out into more rural areas like one day we went to this place called Nambani village which was like this remote village of about 1100 uh kids and like a few hundred grandparents that uh the the kids were like uh they had aids and so it was like an AIDS village where they would be taken care of. And, but like, um, yeah, I guess. And, and like the grandparents were in charge of like 10 kids each and they would like go to school there and there was like a hospital on site and they did all their own farming. So it was like this really cool, like self-sufficient wow. remote village. Yeah.
0: I feel like, I mean, just how vast it is. I feel like you could discover little things like that all around the country that, that mm-hmm. no one even knows about. Yeah. Uh, and then did anything go completely wrong on your trip or did something funny happen? Let me just back up. You went with everyone that, that you designed the, pro- you started the project with in Madison. Is that right?
1: Uh, yeah, did they, there was did everyone go. It was, uh, yeah. It was like a a nine person team that we worked on the project with in Madison, but only five of us went okay. to Kenya.
0: That's still majority it's still good
1: yeah Respectable. yeah and then on the, yeah on the program there was i think there was a total of 12 students so like i knew my five team members before i went on the program and then i got to know like the other seven students really well also because we all just spent like every day with each other and we would spend a lot of time like driving around in vans with each other to get to all these different sites so we all became really tight
0: yeah nice and yeah. so did anything ever go wrong or is there, is there a crazy story that you have or did, was it just pretty? Um, normal?
1: Yeah, I'd say there was a few maybe crazier stories. I actually, <laughs> I actually journaled the whole time. So I have like 30 or 40 pages of notes of journaling that I have with me right next to me here. But some of the stories I can remember, um, with, um, in like the first week, like first three or four days, we were driving in downtown Nairobi one morning, just right at the start of the day, and we were going through a roundabout, and someone like T-boned the rear end of our van, and we, oh, wow. yeah, and we were like stuck on the side of the road for like an hour, and then someone we didn't know, but was apparently with the same uh, company that the like the drivers we hired to drive us around, yeah, he was with that same company, but we didn't know him; we had never seen him before. And he got in our van and then, like, started driving us. And we kind of, like, neither of our instructors were with us at that time. So we didn't really know, like, how to get a hold of them or what was going on. Uh-huh. And they like, kind of took us all around. And I, we weren't ever really in any danger, but it was just kind of scary because we didn't really know what was going on. And we uh-huh. didn't have anyone just besides ourselves. Right. Um, another thing sort of like that, too, we visited this really p- busy packed market in Wait, let me on just my... stop
0: you you're the you're the first student i've had on the podcast that has been in a car accident so really yeah, and the first one from kenya so if you, <laughs> it's, i i love when we have first on the show so i just want to stop you and say that's a great story and i'm happy wow. that everything uh, everyone's okay but still yeah.
1: Just, yeah it wasn't anything major it just kind of shook us all
0: up yeah it's a, i mean i'm getting it sounds like a born supremacy or born identity movie or something like that like, yeah <laughs> I don't know okay so go on what was the what was the second one
1: um the second one was we were at this like really busy and packed market in downtown Nairobi, like an outdoor market, and um my instructor like told everyone make sure you know make sure you just stay with stay with someone uh like a friend in our group or uh just like tell us where you're going and stuff like that. But at the market, there would be people that would come up to you and want to uh, take us around, especially to just try to sell us stuff, just because they could obviously tell that we were, like, tourists. Um, And so I got split off from, like, my friend that I was supposed to be with. And then I was following around this guy who was, like, trying to sell me stuff, and he was showing me all the stands. And he was really nice. But then he, like, took me sort of, like, into the back where everyone was making all this stuff and it was like really cramped and hot and loud. And I realized that I had like gotten separated from everybody I was supposed to be with. And again, I don't think I was ever in any real danger, but it was just like that moment where I was like, whoa, like I'm doing the specific thing. My instructor told me not to do. and I don't know where anyone is or how to get back to them. And then finally, they, my instructors no like, really freaked out. They're like, what are you doing? Like, why did you leave us and stuff? But um, no, it ended up being fine.
0: Okay, good. So a couple <laughs> close then, calls there, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'd say one third thing. This was probably the funniest thing that happened was okay. we were at this rural high school. Um, and it was just – it was an all-girls school. It was called Tumu Tumu Girls School. And we go – we had just gotten there, and we go into this gym – and the gym was packed with like 1200 girls in this high school and they had it packed like way tighter than any concert i'd ever seen like there was so many girls and so many students there and um i just thought it was like i thought it was almost too much for us like like it was undeserved for us cuz we were you know we we're just like students just like them but they were treating us like we we're these like crazy guests Um, like they threw this whole uh, like rally for us and Uh we get there and we're all up on stage, everyone and all the 12 students and our instructors. And we're up on stage in front of all these 1200 students. And we're kind of passing this microphone down, introducing ourselves. And at the time, and they were like dead silent for us. And then it got to me. And I said like, Hey, my name is Henry. I'm 19 years old. And immediately the entire the entirety of the student body, all 1,200 of them, just burst out laughing. And I'm not kidding. They laughed for like 60 seconds straight. Like they wouldn't stop laughing. And it was all because I said that I was 19 years old.
0: Like they're laughing at how young you were?
1: Yeah, something. Maybe they thought I like looked older or something like that
0: was it so i'm picture so at first i thought that they were just in the, like you went to a gym and they were in there but then you told me it was because they wanted to see you so i've i've got so it was like you were speaking to them i've got two questions one did would you say that all of them spoke english and two being that this is kenya were they all were they all black like were they, or were they was is it, like, how's the school there i'm i'm can you maybe be a little sure sh- that sense up a little
1: yeah. So, um most most of the students spoke English really well, and I think in, English is a really popular popular language there. I would say like 90% of the people we encountered uh spoke English. Okay. Um and then yeah, the school was like all black. Um we were like the only like the some of the only white people that we would see when we would go into rural areas. And a lot of t- times our instructor told us, like, sometimes we would be the first white people that students would ever see. And a lot of times the younger students would want to, like, feel our hair and things like that.
0: Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, but no,
1: they, uh, they all, m- most of them spoke English and they loved talking with us. And one thing that I thought was really cool is that, like, any time we had a chance to interact with students, they would always be like taking notes like they were so appreciative of having us there to like just talk to them and meet with them whereas like i can see myself like in college if we had like a guest speaker i'd see it more as like a day off whereas yeah. they thought it's like an opportunity to learn something which i thought that was really cool
0: yeah, no that that does sound really cool. It's weird, the a different interview I had about, and she she was in Africa too. I think she was in Namibia, and we were talking about how it's really in, it really changes you when you're the minority because yeah, you're used to you're used to growing up and being the majority, and then when you're the minority, it's completely different. So it kind of it's an eye opener.
1: Right. It is. Yeah.
0: So now onwards. You've got and and you've got a whole journalist stories too. So that was just the tip of the iceberg, I'm assuming. So it sounds like you yeah. packed a lot into that one into those. What was it? Three weeks that you were there, or two? Yeah, it
1: was about three three and a half weeks three, we were three and there. Half yeah. weeks.
0: Okay. So so yeah. So moving on, how, what was the food like in Kenya? And. Two questions. Every time I get someone in Africa, I, I always ask, like, was there a McDonald's? And that's how I gauge, like, how developed it was. So, was there, like, were there changes there in American food there? And then what was the Kenyan food like, or African food?
1: Um, the Kenyan food was incredible, actually. Uh, I would say, like, my favorite food was this one, like, it was just, like, a flatbread that was kind of fried, and it was called chapati, and... Mm-hmm it was, it just had like just a touch of sweetness to it. And it was really good. Um, And like we'd, everyone that was like everyone's favorite dish. Like it'd always be gone, like within a second. Cause we always have these like, like we a lot of times we'd stay with like host families. Right. Like they'd just bring out like a big buffet style that everyone could go up and, and, you know, pick from the table from, and the chapati would always be gone right away.
0: Okay, so it's, it's like the famous dish for everyone.
1: Yeah, at least at least for us as students, um, there was like there was foods we pretty much ate most of the same foods like every day. There was another one called ugali, which was like a, a like a really packed together like rice mm-hmm. thing, like a rice dish, and we ate a lot of rice in general too, and okay. then a lot of stews and soups with, that would either, that would mostly be like, it had like goat or beef Mm -hmm. and then, um, lots of like, like vegetable dishes too, like mixed vegetables that had been cooked down and stuff like that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember, I know I I took like a lot of pictures of my plates because they were all really interesting.
0: Oh wow, yeah
1: yeah and then the, there was always really good fruit too especially the bananas they were like these sweet bananas that really short they're about half the size of a banana that you'd see here in america but they're yeah. really short and they were really sweet but there's also just a bunch of different types of fruits that like real colorful and tasteful that i had never like seen or even tried before
0: wow yeah Okay, that sounds really good yeah
1: oh and it's- another big thing was the tea Everybody enjoyed the tea and they like, it wasn't just like tea from tea bags. They would like brew it in a giant pot all in one batch and they'd like brew it with milk and sugar and like for breakfast, for lunch and for dinner, we'd have to have tea and anytime we were like meeting with people, we'd have tea before we met and then we'd have tea like after we were done, like doing whatever we were doing together, we were always drinking tea, but it was really good and now it like it got me started like drinking tea back home too and uh one of my friends like bought me a bunch of tea bags from or on Amazon from Kenya for my birthday
0: oh wow that's awesome yeah. that's amazing yeah. what a good roommate yeah are there are there different flavors or is it just like cuz when i studied abroad i was in buenos aires and everyone drank yerba mate was the was the name of the tea but it was what do they have different flavors, or was it just like one set tea that they drank?
1: Um, it was just like one set tea that they drank. They okay. they usually had tea bags available for us, but um, they themselves mostly drank tea that was just like brewed and like like this giant pot, basically like a like something you'd get coffee from if you were at like a a big meeting or something. Not like a regular coffee pot, but just one of those like giant things that keeps it hot. Yeah. Um, and then, but they would always have like two different types, like one without sugar and milk and then one with sugar and milk. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. And how, how does the tea that from Amazon compare?
1: Um, I mean, it's not the same cause it's, it's from a tea bag and it's all, and it's like, it's not brewed with the milk and the sugar, but I still really like it and I'll just like add my own milk usually. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. And now moving on, these are great answers by the way, Henry. So, thank you thank even you. though we're not done with the interview. This is really good. Yeah. Um, how has how has your experience affected you since you returned home and how did it help you better understand your major?
1: Um, I'd say that my experience studying abroad actually was the reason why I changed my major.
0: Well, there so, we go.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, initially, I was an engineering major as a freshman, and yeah. then that was for one school year. And then I, this the summer that I studied abroad was the summer after my freshman year. So then, um, like, before we went abroad and while we were there, and then after we went abroad, we were always doing these like presentations, uh, like just talking about the program, talking about the things that we did while we were there, usually like pr- presenting to students here at home or always we really, like we presented a lot to the students, uh, in Kenya also, yeah. like we just pre- uh, presented to like, uh, um, what was one thing like we had this, there was like this big fair and like, like the chance, like some chancellors from the different universities in Wisconsin, were there, but it was open to students too, where you could just kind of go around and like, see all these projects and the chancellor for our university, like stopped at our table. So we presented to her too. So that just kind of got me interested in like, like the marketing and like the communication side of things and really kind of made me realize that I wanted to do something more like working with people more so than like a tech, some like technical based projects. Yeah, especially when we were working on our water vest project specifically, I was always the guy that like did the presentations versus doing like the more technical math stuff and yep. things like that. Yeah.
0: Wow. So yeah, that's a, that's a great, another great answer to the question. How did it affect your major? Well, it actually didn't affect it. It changed it. Yeah. It's probably even more of an effect.
1: Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually a marketing student now and, i 'm um, actually thinking about changing again to uh, journalism, yeah, but I mean like there 's like a strategic communications and like advertising route through the journalism school, and I just think uh at, at my university at least the journalism school would be a little better fit for me versus the business school
0: yeah, no, 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 to that, and can you tell me about uh why you chose to go to u w Madison? Are you from Wisconsin?
1: Yeah, I am from Wisconsin I am from about four hours north of the UW-Madison campus. And my hometown is really small. It's about 700 people. And Uh there was only 70 people in my high school graduating class. Oh,
0: that's pretty small.
1: Yeah, really tiny. Um, I was like the only person from my graduating class to even apply to UW-Madison. Really? Yeah. Whereas crazy. yeah. Whereas like some of my friends in college come from these like big high schools and they have like people going to college all over the country at all these big time schools.
0: Yeah. Well, Wisconsin's a big time school though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It? Um, but I, it, it was always like my dream school, even as like a little boy growing up, it's always been my dream school. And I think that's cause I always watched Badger football on TV and our school colors are red and red's always been my favorite color so (laughs) that's that's what drew me in from a young age yeah that
0: does go a long way back doesn't it
1: yeah and then like middle and high school um i had a bunch of like cousins and stuff that went here and my parents always just like pushed me pushed me hard to do well in school and i knew that like you know Madison was like the you know the top college in Wisconsin so that was just kind of like my goal was to get into the best college in Wisconsin so
0: yeah for sure yeah. Um, people yeah people have it's, you're very lucky to be going here I think it's yeah like just being on an isthmus with the lakes and everything and yeah it, we were telling we were talking about this in a different interview with the guy I did from Madison and we were saying how even if you don't go you'll go like it, like people visit the campus all the time or friends like you know they'll be driving up from a different college or something yeah. like that
1: yeah i have friends that yeah they go to uh, other schools in wisconsin they're always coming down to visit me especially for football games usually once a fall they we try to get get some of them down all together and we go to a football game
0: here's something for mm-hmm. for your marketing background so right now guys, the World CrossFit Games is coming to Madison and it starts in 2 days. I think it's 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 the 1st through the 4th of August. And they really it used to be in California and they used and they did it here last year and they liked it so much that they just they, they signed a 5-year contract with Madison to do it. And I was actually watching the news today and they were saying how the CrossFit Games for these uh, 4 days and change is worth the equivalence of seven home football games to the city. Wow. So, so yeah, it's a really big deal that they're here. Did you know about that, the CrossFit Games?
1: You know, I had, I think they might be staying at the hotel like two blocks from my apartment because I was dri- driving past the other day and I saw a big sign that said like Reebok CrossFit Games and it was outside this like nice hotel.
0: The Edgewater, right?
1: Yeah, it's the Edgewater. Yeah.
0: There's some stat like out of, out of, the two hundred and something rooms that they have at the Edgewater, one hundred and seventy something, are are Crossfitters, but it's wow. like that at every hotel. It's not just the. I mean, they're they're all over the place. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm thinking about going, but we'll see what happens. Where and are
1: then, they like? Where are they, they like? specifically.
0: They're doing it at the Coliseum, the Lion Energy Center out there. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's gonna. But it's outside though. I don't oh. think they do it inside, yeah. Oh, wow. So think BratFest, but with athletics.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Was, okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry for getting off tangent, guys. It's a little, little regional discussion here. Maybe you <laughs> can get in your car. Eh, some people come to the CrossFit Games to visit, so that's in a few yeah. days. Uh, back, back on track here. Um, you, so you said you went after, the summer after your freshman year, and is this the summer after your sophomore year now? or yeah okay yeah I'll
1: be a junior in the fall
0: okay so it's still one of the questions I give all the guests are what are you what are you planning on doing after graduation and most of the people that study abroad are juniors or seniors but in your case, you're still a sophomore, so I don't even want to ask you that question yet, especially since you're thinking about changing your major a third time. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, like on my website, I changed majors a bunch, and it took me a while to figure it out, and now I'm doing this. So um, yeah. so let's, and I'm, I'm pointing it out that we're skipping the what are your plans after graduation, because I'd rather not hear you guess, and I'd rather hear you I, fall into yeah, it. Just,
1: I'll just say, too, that if you had asked me, I would have told you that I have no idea because <laughs> I really, so it's a good thing you didn't ask.
0: Yeah, good, yeah, there we go. Now, part here's the rapid fire section of the podcast. You ready?
1: Yeah, I'm All ready. Right.
0: So what is, do you have a book recommendation?
1: Um, Right now, I'm reading a book called The Other Westmore. Okay. And I'm not finished with it yet. I'm only about three chapters in. I'm borrowing it from a coworker. But basically, it's about these two. Uh, it's about these two men named Wes Moore, and they each grew up like a block apart in Baltimore. And but one went on to be like this best-selling author, and he's won all these prestigious awards and and done work with like President Obama and things like that. And the, and he was a, a Rhodes Scholar. And the other one uh, went on to be like a convicted murderer serving a oh, life wow. sentence. Yeah, and so the author Wes Moore is the um, like the the like the successful Wes Moore, and it's basically about how he learned about this story of the other Wes Moore who grew up a block from him, and he he would for years he would visit him in jail, working on this book and learning this the you know the other Wes Moore's life story. So kind of the chapters kind of go back and forth, alternating between. Uh, you know westmore one and westmore two and kind of telling their stories as they grow up wow yeah
0: so but, okay yeah that's getting linked that sounds are you, are you reading that are you done with it yet
1: no i'm only about three chapters in
0: you're only about three chapters in and it's that exciting already too it's kind of like your yeah. major it's kind of like your college it's a microcosm of your college what's going on in the book right <laughs> yeah. exactly um. Yeah. What about? Is there a specific app that you use, or a website, or a podcast that you want to recommend?
1: Um. I listen to a ton of podcasts, and especially at work too, because I do a lot of work. Um. Just like, like where I'm able to work on my own, kind of designing things on the computer. So, I yeah. listen to a lot of podcasts. Um. One of my favorite is this podcast called "Failing Upwards." Okay. And it's like uh a men, it's described as like a men's fashion podcast because it's these two guys who used to work for complex and they were kind of in like the the male fashion uh industry but that's they they only like talk about clothes for like one bit and it's like like they talk about like streetwear and then after that it's just like interviews with the guest and they talk about like other random stuff but it's really funny it's um failing
0: failing upwards,
1: yeah, it's called failing upwards,
0: yeah, kind of like that yeah like failure failure way to success right yeah it, the whole exact quote yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, okay,
1: um yep. otherwise I, I listen to like a ton of other podcasts too, but they're more like political, so we won't get into those,
0: okay, yeah, smart smart guy, yeah right. just poli- you just you say you listen to political podcasts, yeah, okay. And finally, uh, what would you tell a student who's on the bubble about studying abroad thinking about it? Like if you had a younger brother or sister and they were coming along, what would you tell them?
1: Um, I would say to set aside any preconceived notions that you have about study abroad because it's an extremely enriching experience that, you know, will it's like, at least study abroad for me was one of the most important things I've ever done. Um, And a lot of people think that it's, you know, it's, it's only for rich kids or it's just like to travel and see stuff, but it's really about immersing yourself in another culture and really understanding uh, like the culture and learning cross-cultural communication and things like that. And it it, it was just a really enriching experience. Uh, educational experience for me that helped me in so many different ways.
0: Great, yeah, well put, Henry. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, yep, yeah, that's all I have. Um, you guys, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, it was a great interview. Henry, we'll see you again soon. And guys, hook up, hook up with us uh, through social media and give me an honest review of the show. So, thank you, Henry.
1: Oh, one more thing. Speaking yeah. about podcasts, yeah, um, I'd actually like to plug my own podcast that i do that's oh what, yeah that's what really got me interested in, in doing this interview with you too it's like oh like sweet another podcast um uh my podcast is called the content cowboy and basically i just talk about uh literally anything and you can find me on soundcloud
0: okay yeah we, I'll, you got to send me the link to it okay okay all right okay guys that's all for today we'll see you next time thanks bye henry
1: Yep. bye. Thanks for
0: having me. All right. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to check out all the really neat infographics on the rest of the posts as well as the interviews. There's a lot of good information. You should also download Studying Abroad 201. I really recommend it if you need kind of a fire lit under your ass for studying abroad and you need some motivation. It craps my journey and exactly what I did. Also, we can email you new interviews or you can connect with us on social media. All right. Thanks a lot.